Hey everyone, welcome to Caffeinated Humor. You know, when it comes to causes, people can be a little silly. And by silly, I simply mean ignorant. But this is a nice way of saying ignorant. They do the biggest mistake of any activism is to allow emotion to get in the way of logic and reason. Because in the end, the logic and reason are the the main motivating forces to get shit done. The emotion is what turns people off. It's like arguing a point with somebody. You might be very passionate and emotional about it, but unless that person you're talking to shares that same passion and emotion, you're not going to get shit done. Plus, if they share the same passion and emotion with you, you don't need to give them the spiel, the pitch, and try and get them on your side. They're already there. So to get people who don't currently agree with you are not voicing the same concerns or belief on your side. You need to actually meet them halfway, present an argument that makes sense to somebody who isn't nodding their head in agreement to begin with. And that seems like so bizarre, but one of the biggest mistakes that activists make, uh, and I'm throwing two groups into activists. Uh, We're looking at hippies, which hippies are old now, but they still have a lot of them still have the same dumbass ideas. And I say dumbass because I want to be insulting on this point. And the other group is millennials. Now, here's the beauty about millennials. 85 to 90% of them have no clue what the issue is. They have a soundbite that somebody gave them. And the problem with that is that if you don't know enough about your cause in order to debate it rationally, then the only thing you're left with is cancel culture and calling names. So the second you hear anybody say they're a fascist, they're a Nazi, they're like Hitler, you know for a fact, without question, that person doesn't understand their subject matter enough to have a rational conversation. So the only thing they have is the insult. Now, you're going to get some people that argue that, and what that is is typically it's a millennial that doesn't want to admit that they don't know shit about shit. But I've been in enough discussions with millennials, and by discussion I mean I'm presenting logic and facts in a a nice order and they're trying to do that but every now and then they slip over and start name calling which is fun I mean here's the sad thing about trying to debate me on Facebook I don't take Facebook serious so part of what you're going to get from me on Facebook is going to be a lot of sarcasm but if I get into the argument you're going to get a lot of a very structured argument And that's what throws a lot of people, because if they're not ready for it, they're going to pooch it. And especially with modern politicians on both sides, what they do is they come out with a soundbite. They lead their people because and talk to a lot of them. And there's a lot of prominent politicians that if you get them on the right subject, they'll explain this to you, that the common voter doesn't get it. They don't understand it enough, and that's why they have been elected to office, because they get it. And what that means is they think the people that voted for them are stupid. They're too dumb to know, so therefore I have to show them. Well, no, the way that our country's political system is supposed to work is that you vote for somebody that believes what you believe, not that gives you a belief. 
not somebody who points the finger at who to blame. And both sides of the aisle do this. How about this? If I'm in a certain place in life, it's because I put myself there. I made bad choices. Did I know at the time they were shitty choices? No. But once I figure out that they're bad choices, I need to take steps to get myself out of that. And for that, I have to credit my mom, my dad, and the school I went to. Because I didn't learn anything in school that I hadn't already learned at home until I was in about fifth grade. I was an avid reader. Do you know how many people actually read books these days? Very few. You might get one or two that will read the, you know, the seven truths of life because it's on the Oprah book club. Well, I got news for you. The seven truths of life is once again, somebody giving you a perspective. And I realized that that is rude because it tells you, well, what, you shouldn't read any of these books? No, but if you're going to do that, read them all. Read 20 of them. And then at the end of it, formulate your own belief system. Don't wait for a prepackaged belief system that somebody hands to you. And that's just me. But with that kind of angst and opinion and kind of, I've been told it's aggressive. I don't think it is, but with that kind of aggression, that's what leads us to today's episode. Pay no attention to the politician behind the curtain on today's Caffeinated Humor. was a little kid, there was an anti-pollution commercial that was pretty powerful. I mean, I can still remember it clear as day. It's probably been about 35 years since I last saw it. And what does that tell you? It showed a car driving down the highway, and as the car makes its way around a corner, the passenger throws out a wadded-up fast food bag out the window. The bag rolls to the stop at the feet of an Indian standing at the side of the road. Rap focus on the Indian's face, slowly turning towards the camera, and a single glistening tear makes its way down his face. Iron Eyes Cody, who played the Indian, was the pioneering shit when it came to early environmental awareness commercials. You could not make that commercial today without someone screaming racism, cultural appropriation, despite the fact that Iron Eyes Cody was pure, I, I forget what tribe, but he was pure Indian, Native American. And Iron Eyes Cody would not be available nowadays for a commercial anyway. He would be the head pit boss at the Morongo Indian Casino and Resort and Spa because that's where the real money is. And I couldn't blame him. If he'd never been there, the place is awesome. So if it came down to making a choice, and the first choice was spending your Saturday sweating at the side of a road, picking up trash, bettering the environment, and you would not be the only one not on community service, like you're there uh, by choice rather than court order, And then the other choice was hanging out waist deep at the pool bar at the Morongo Resort, listening to some ditzy actress from Reseda telling you about her career and sipping an ice cold margarita. Which one would you choose? Don't answer it. I'm just making a point. And since you didn't say the obvious answer out loud, you don't have to feel bad. However, if you've never been to the Morongo Resort, the pool bar rocks In this little scenario, the actress isn't all that boring, and the bikini is scandalous. I'm just saying. And yet, with my piss-poor attitude about the environment, you might be tempted to think I don't care. Wrong. 
actually used to do something about the environment professionally. As opposed to going to an Earth Day festival in a park where they have to clean up more than a ton of garbage the day after. And this isn't made up, this is a fact. Earth Day might be the second biggest overhyped environmental joke out there because there are a whole slew of state parks that have outlawed Earth Day celebrations because of the trash left behind. Nope, I used to project manage the people who cleaned up environmental issues. Now, is this, if this is news to you and you're wondering why you've never heard me mention this in, uh, in the podcast or the blog before, it's because asbestos, lead paint, and groundwater are pretty, pretty limited as far as funny subjects go. But for about a decade, I did the same thing as former Vice President Al Gore did. I made money off the environment. However, in my defense, I actually did stuff that helped people. Big Al hyped a movie based on pseudoscience that massive amounts of it have been disproven that generated billions of dollars in envir- to environmental companies. Now, did I mention that Big Al had major holdings in these companies? That movie made Al Gore a billionaire. So, of course, you haven't heard of this. The media is not going to tell you. I think it's against their rules or something. In truth, most of the actual work in environmental movement is done by the rank-and-file workers who do it for a living. Like anything, it's a business. And that's okay because contrary to what the millionaire politicians say, making money's okay. Now it's time for a little coffee. Hope you liked today's episode. I know I did. Listen to more episodes. Also, click on the player and go to the podcast page. You're going to see links for products that are currently helped to sponsor the podcast. You're going to see a link to the books, Caffeinated Humor, available on Amazon. Also, you're going to see Buy Me a Cup of Coffee. And that's a way to support the podcast, help me make it better. So let's partner up here. Help me out. Have yourself a great day.